Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Mike Pursuto along with Matt Williamson and Dale Lawley. Uh, we are here this spring as we were last spring to bring you position-by-position uh, position breakdowns of some of the guys we find really intriguing candidates for the upcoming NFL Draft. We started with quarterbacks in our first segment. Uh, today, we're going to talk about running backs, and before we get to handing the ball off to the running backs. Uh, I need to remind you that uh, all these videos are going to be uh, shared on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. So a lot of options uh, abound in terms of getting to our content. The auto will be heard on the Triple Take podcast and Steelers Nation radio. Uh, you can subscribe to that Triple Take podcast uh, wherever you download your favorite on-demand audio content. Uh, guys, I still like a good running back. I think some people still like a good running back, but I don't think there are nearly as many of those people as there used to be. Dale, do we, do we need to be talking about these guys or just, ah, sixth or seventh round, get one? You know, there's that, that's been the, the mantra of the league over the last few years. In fact, you know, if you look over the past decade, there have just been 14 running backs taken in the first round of the draft. 14 in a decade. That's crazy. This is a league that, that used to get, take guys like Earl Campbell and, the, you know, it, it, it just, it just, it's crazy. And they're still important, uh, you know, to your offense, you still need one of those guys. But if you look back, even at last year's draft, which was considered a pretty deep running back draft. I mean, there were, there were six or seven guys there that I thought could come in and start from day one. And we only saw one of those guys taken in the first round. And that was with the 32nd pick. So, you know, I, I think really when you look running back, I think the sweet spot area is that late first round, uh, you know, second round guy. And that's where you take those guys because the shelf life is just so short. So if you take them in the second round, you get that four year period with which to, to play with those guys. And so, you know, I, I just wonder if you, if you don't take a, a running back in the first round, because the other part of it now is that that fifth round or that, that, that fifth year option on first round draft picks is now fully guaranteed money as soon as you pick up the option on it. So do you want to pick up the option on a fifth year running back that is fully guaranteed at a big number? That's, that's going to be something that plays into this. I think. Matt, I got a question for you. Leonard Fournette had four uh, touchdowns in three playoff games as uh, the number four overall pick by Jacksonville. He had three touchdowns in four playoff games as a street free agent for the new England Patriots. Which one was he? <laughs> Uh, you know, can you find them on the street as easily as you can find them fourth overall? At times. I mean, we've seen some really good undrafted guys. James Robinson this past year, Priest Holmes in the past. I mean, and the analytics folks will tell you, don't invest in a running back. And that's easy to say from an office or on paper and all those things, because there's plenty of examples of it working. And generally speaking, I'm investing in blocking more than I am ball carriers, just as a rule of thumb. And Fournette's blocking with, with the Bucs and the whole situation was very favorable for him. Plus, I think Brady and company might have lit a little bit of a fire under him that it wasn't quite there in Jacksonville. But when you talk to coaches and it's second and three and you're in Cleveland and the wind is blowing and it's the third quarter and a crucial situation, ask those guys if running backs matter. They'll all say the same thing. They sure do. It's all fun and games until you don't have one. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's all sounds great on paper until you don't have that guy. You can hand sure. the ball. You can't trust them to get the extra yard or to break a big play or make the unblocked defender miss. 
good way to look at it. Uh, Matt, let's stick with you. Count them down. Uh, your number five uh, RB available. I really struggled to find a fifth guy worthy of this list, to be honest with you. I, I have more running back work to do. I'll be the first to say that. So maybe I uncover people I like better that'll you know, jump up here. I went with Chuba Hubbard out of Oklahoma State, and this was just such an odd year. His supporting cast was very poor. He has long speed, track speed, enough size, and the 2019 version of this player was really good. So he's kind of a stick your foot in the ground, get downhill, runs hard. I don't love him, but I had a hard time digging up five that I did. Bill? Yeah, I had uh, Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis as my number five guy. Uh, he's 5'11", 191, so he's a, a bit undersized. Uh, but he rushed for 1,400 yards and, and had 13 touchdowns uh, this past season. Also uh, lined up in the slot quite a bit and caught 51 passes for 610 yards. So he's kind of that what you're kind of looking for in today's NFL. Uh, you know, I, I kind of I, I likened him to a Giovanni Bernard, uh, that type of guy. And, and while you may not want a guy like that to be your every down running back, you can find ways to use a guy like that, that, that will make him valuable to you on game days. Uh, you know, whether it be the way we've seen the game, you know, move along here, uh, you know, when, with everybody throwing the ball 60% or more of the time, um, you know, these are the guys that are really valuable in today's game. You know, I, I also had a hard time finding five guys that I was, uh, you know, really <laughs> excited about, but uh, I reverted back to the senior bowl and a guy who kept getting my attention at the senior bowl, was Ramondre Stevenson from Oklahoma? Was it the uh, Michigan guy? I'm going. I'm going really old school with this six foot two twenty nine. I don't know if anybody wants a two hundred thirty pound running back anymore. They're all supposed to be slim and fast and contribute in the passing game. But uh, this guy looked like what I used to remember a running back being, and there used to be a way to use that. So uh, maybe some smart coaching staff can figure that out. Number four on my list is half of that Carolina dynamic duo. But I went with uh, Javante Williams fourth and Michael Carter third. And now I'm getting new school. I think Carter is uh, better in the passing game and a little more explosive. Williams, uh, a little more of the big back style out of that tandem. But uh, they are both pretty good. Uh, Dale, you've got uh, Carter at four. Uh, so we're in the same ballpark on him, at least. Yeah, and, and I really think, to, to me, when I look at this, this draft, um, I, I think there are three guys – who are every down backs. I don't think Carter is that. I think, again, he's, a, he's that Bernard, Giovanni Bernard type of guy. He's 5'9", he's 199 pounds. But I'll tell you what, he showed me some, some uh, things at the Senior Bowl, running through tackles. Yeah, great week, yeah I mean, he, he had a great game and really said, uh, it made me rethink that a little bit. Uh, I like his teammate better than you do. I have him as my number two ranked uh, running, running back in this draft. I think he's big. He's 5'10", 220 pounds. That's, that's, that's bell cow size. I think he catches the ball well enough. And, man, his contact balance is out of this world. He does not go down. I think he averaged like five yards after contact last season. Broke a uh, uh, ridiculous number of uh, – uh, he had 76 broken tackles on 157 rushing attempts last year, which is just nuts. And, oh, by the way, he's 20 years old. Matt, you have uh, Carter at four and Williams at three. I downgraded Williams a little bit, I think, because he didn't play in his bowl game or the senior bowl. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, you know, when he'll feel like playing again. Hopefully he'll be 
right away for whoever drafts them. But uh, that kind of, that's probably a minor uh, annoyance to scouts, but uh, I'm not a scout. That kind of stuff bugs me a little bit. But uh, why did you pick them in the order that you did? Yeah, and I agree with what you guys said about Carter. The one thing I wanted to add, I mean, I think people will say five, nine and a half, 199. He's a, a little back. He's a, a finesse player. And for the most part, he is. I mean, what he does best is playing in space and as a receiver. But he's pretty sturdy. You know, I mean, he can move a pile a little bit. He runs low. I don't want to call him a Maurice Jones Drew quite, you know, but he put on a couple, uh, get him over 200 pounds. Maybe the perception will be a little bit different. He's a little bit thicker than like a Gainwell that, they, that Dale mentioned. These two complement each other really well at North Carolina. And to Dale's point about Williams' age, doesn't have a lot of tread taken off the tires yet. His contact balance is really impressive. I think he's a quickly developing receiver, which is maybe the number one attribute you look for in a running back nowadays, which is odd, but he's an immense tackle breaker. He has some long speed. I don't know that he's going to break a lot of long runs at the NFL level. Um, I, I My last little nugget on him was I think he'll be a better pro than he was in college. Matt, you've got uh... – Travis uh, at the end of Clemson at number two, uh, Dale, you've got him at number three and Williams at number two. I uh, have Carter at number three, NTN at number two. Uh, looks like we're all heading in the same direction uh, as we did for quarterback with number one, but uh, the Clemson kid, uh, pretty intriguing. And I, I think there's less of a gap maybe at running back from one to two than there was a quarterback. Agree or disagree, Dale? I really look at it as, as the top three because I get Javante Williams number two. I think any of those top three guys, if you get them, you're going to be happy. I, I, I banged ATN a little bit because he's got he's had 686 carries and another 102 receptions in four seasons at Clemson. That's a, a reasonably heavy workload for a guy who's not the biggest back. He also had some fumbling issues the last two seasons, and and that's that's a little troublesome for me. But I think he does everything pretty well. Uh, you love the speed. He's big enough uh, that, that if you want to hand him the ball, you know, 20 times in a game, he can do that. Um, you know, I just I, I, I do worry about guys who fumble at the, the collegiate level because, well, these guys at the NFL level are bigger, stronger and faster. Matt, uh, you've got uh, Travis Etienne at number two as well. Yeah, I mean, ridiculously productive. I mean, all time leading rusher in ACC history by a real long you know, distance. Most of us thought he would come out last year, return to school to try to, you know, win another title with Clemson, understandable. But in the meantime, he got a lot better as a receiver over the past year, which is huge for him because, yeah, he's a good interior runner, but that's not really his forte. Way better is that career high in catches and yards. Yeah. Big, we're not talking about just a subtle difference. Way better. No, big jump. I mean, he has immense big play ability kind of has some Jamal Charles similarities to me, um, but I don't love his vision. I mean, you'll see times where he'll miss a hole or try to hit the home run. He's gotten a little bit better with that or run up the back of his blockers a little bit. I mean, he's a little bit straight line-ish, but you get him in space, forget about it. In terms of uh, our unanimous number one, Najee Harris, uh, maybe he's not as good as Derrick Henry. That's uh, kind of like everything big, else. I mean, yeah. There's really not a whole – he's out – that machine that Nick Saban has down in Alabama is just I, – I, I, I'm losing the words to put it in a proper context. It, it, the players they have down there are just ridiculous. 
Yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder. Do you take? It's almost like the you know when when the the, the Patriots took Matt Castle at quarterback in the seventh round the one year because you know it, based on you know he was the backup at USC and played a little bit. Do you take the the third string running back out of or wide receiver out of, out of Alabama just because you know because it just be if they didn't get on the field that doesn't mean they stunk they would have started at a lot of other places. Oh, yeah. Well, Harris did that. Harris. Harris got playing time the la- the previous two seasons uh, and rushed for more than 2,000 yards over those two seasons, despite sharing time with some pretty good guys. And so, you know, this year he got to be the, the unquestioned guy and, you know, 251 carries, 26 touchdowns. He had 1,466 yards. He caught 43 passes. Um, you know, he, he's good in space. He jumps he's over at, people. He's really yeah, difficult. He's good as a power back. I, I get why people want him. I just question, do you want to take a first-round running back, uh, again, with that with that fifth-year option, in which case the fifth-year option, when you pick it up after year four or after year three, is fully guaranteed. You're, you're essentially guaranteeing the, the last two years of his contract. It's a big a big number for a running back, and, and so – uh, I get it. He's he's talented. I love him. He's a great back. I, I, I you know, I, to me, I'll take Javante Williams in the second round and be just as happy. Dale, let's keep it with you uh, and wrap it up with our sleepers at running back. I got Garrett Dokes out of Cincinnati, and he's going to be a later round guy, but he's 5'11". He's 230 pounds. Uh, he's good in, uh, in pass protection. He's got some quickness. He's a power runner, though. Uh, he wasn't overused in, in college. Uh, you know, never was really uh, a guy who got the ball, you know, 30 times a game. Um, I, I think he'll be a guy who can, you know, maybe not come in and be your starter, but he'd be a nice piece to add to your, you know, if you're, if you're, you're looking for a running back by committee uh, approach, you, there aren't many guys in this year's draft or really in any of the recent drafts that you look at that have that classic, you know, 5'11", 220 pounds, 5'11", 230 pounds size. Everybody's like ATN or Gainwell or Carter, the smaller guys, who are, who are shifty because everybody, all these college teams are, are going to more passing type of t- uh, games. Uh, Garrett, Garrett Dokes to me is more of a throwback. Matt, who's your uh, off the radar pick? I went with Stevenson, who is your fifth, which kind of shows where this class is a little bit because everyone's going to have those top three in some order. I think Carter's very deserving of the four spot. And then it was just kind of, I'm not quite sure. And I just want to add a couple things that you said about Stevenson is he was listed at 246 pounds at Oklahoma. Yeah. Senior boy got down to 227. And I thought he moved well at 246. What's that? I'm sorry. And still looked like a load. Right, right. I I like that he dropped some weight. and explosiveness. And, And the last note about him, too, is he's another one, which I guess you could look at this in a positive way in that he hasn't had a lot of wear and tear. Only 165 carries at Oklahoma but he averaged 7.2 yards a carry. I mean, there's something to work with here. Uh, my sleeper, and uh, I may have mentioned in the quarterbacks uh, review that we did, I like to watch Big Ten football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys watched the Big Ten championship game. There was a running back that used to be at Oklahoma that transferred to Ohio State and had a really average year. I mean, five games in the regular season and – uh, nothing of note, nothing that screamed. Wow, look preach to that. us, Mike. Preach to us. And then, and then came, well, I got to <laughs> preach to get to the sermon at the end <laughs> because then came the Big Ten championship game. And Dale, you mentioned that Justin Fields was playing injured and the Buckeyes couldn't pass the ball. 
and uh, Trey Sermon did not care. Uh, 331 rushing yards against Northwestern. And if you think, oh, it was just Northwestern, number one, they were better than you think. And number two, 193 against Clemson in the college football playoff. Now, he got hurt very early in the national championship game, didn't have a chance to, to strut his stuff again against Alabama. But, man, that got my attention. Six foot, 224 pounds. Uh, he did not participate in senior bowl week, but he, uh, he told the ESP and you people that were covering the game that it was his intention to show the scouts on Ohio State Pro Day that he can run routes and catch. If he can do that, he ain't going to be a sleeper anymore. He's going to jump up maybe into that uh, upper echelon group at the position. Yeah, there's some potential for that. I mean, I like the player, um, you know, and you, you know, it's no coincidence here. Again, we're talking about guys uh, from, pro, you know, you had Stevenson <laughs> and German at Oklahoma. Um, you know, you had ATN and some guys at Clemson. You have, you know, two guys at North Carolina. I don't well, know what point, it is. Now the backups transfer. You know, right. Castle had yeah. to say that wasn't really an option the way it is now. Um, guys don't like their situation. Hello, transfer portal. And it's uh, – I've had coaches tell me it's like college-free agency. It really is. And uh, to me, I, I look at the guys who stick it out and who don't mind – playing it like you know I look at I don't bang Carter and Williams because they weren't full-time players they're both really good backs yeah. and, and they made their team better and they stuck it out and they you know they so I I look at that as a positive Matt any closing thoughts on backs no uh, you mentioned Sermon and he obviously finished his career uh, you know very impressive fashion highly highly productive I originally had him as my fifth, to be honest with you, and then I scratched him for Hubbard. I don't know if he has special traits, but I am curious to see what his pro day looks like. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, that's going to do it for our running back uh, presentation. Uh, the NFL Draft Triple Take presented by UPMC. Don't forget that the, all these videos are available on Steelers.com, the Steelers mobile app, and the Steelers official YouTube page. That's another reason it's a triple take. There's three of us, and you got all kind of options uh, to – to enjoy these programs over and over again. Uh, if you choose to do so, you can get the audio on the triple take podcast and Steelers nation radio. Uh, you can subscribe to that triple take podcast, wherever you download your favorite on demand audio content. Uh, that's going to do it for running backs for Matt Williamson and Dale Lolly. Uh, I'm Mike Pursuta. Thanks for finding us wherever and however you found us. Uh, we will be back at you again soon with another position preview in advance of the upcoming NFL draft on the NFL draft triple take presented by UPMC.